listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Wednesday, the 11th of May 2022. Later, the market takes a breather after a 7% decline over the past three weeks. But first, to consumer confidence, the lowest since August 2020 ahead of the federal election. That's according to the Westpac Melbourne Institute Consumer Sentiment Index. For more, I spoke earlier with Bill Evans. He is the Chief Economist at Westpac. Bill, what are the things that are unnerving consumers and to what extent is it a problem? I think by far the most important factors are the realisation that inflation is really on the move. And we saw that announcement on the 27th of April that inflation had gone above 5% for the first time since 2008. And I think the second thing, of course, is the obviously the related fact that the Reserve Bank raised interest rates earlier than we all expected uh, and that, and the, that's the first rate rise we've seen since 2010. Obviously, in the background of those, those facts associated with the rise in inflation associated with the war in Europe and, of course, the lockdowns in China, but I think the, it's the inflation and it's the interest rates that are dominating their thinking. Can you give us a bit of an Economics 101, though? How exactly does falling consumer confidence impact the economy? Oh, look, I think it's absolutely... Um, in terms of their spending intentions. Now, at the moment, the economy is doing really well. The economy is opening up. Consumer spending is strong. But I think as we move further into this year, that weak level of confidence and the impact of further interest rate increases is going to see a marked slowdown in consumer spending. And I think by the fourth quarter of this year, consumer spending will be running well below trend. But for the next two quarters, uh, the signals that we're seeing today are suggesting things will slow, but for the next two quarters, we're pretty optimistic. So we're just weeks away to a federal election. How does falling consumer confidence impact the election? Look, I think the thing about today's result is that it's a big number. Uh, the inflation number was a big number. The decision to raise interest rates were big numbers. And it's big macro events that divert people sinking away from the policies that are the important aspects of the election campaign. So certainly when you see these big macro interruptions, it's not conducive to the election campaign. And I think that's what we're seeing today. What about the divergence between consumer confidence and business confidence, which is rising? And what does that say about the economy? And won't it eventually equal out? Uh, Look, I think business at the moment are responding to the strength of consumer spending. And as I said, consumer spending at the moment is quite strong. But if the consumer sentiment as a lead indicator of where consumer spending is heading plays out, then businesses will eventually respond to the weakness in in their final demand sales. So I think it sort of acts as a lead indicator as to where we would expect to see business confidence going over the course of the next six months. So with the RBA set to continue lifting interest rates, what does this report highlight when it comes to the challenge the central bank has when it comes to cooling inflation, yet maintaining growth, and the impact it has on Australians? Uh, Obviously, it's going to be a difficult balancing act for the Reserve Bank. They don't control all of the inflation pressures. Uh, they They contain the inflation pressures associated with demand. And as we've seen today, consumers are quite sensitive 
uh, to the first interest rate hike. So the need to contain demand pressures uh, by raising interest rates uh, will, will be a difficult balancing act for the Reserve Bank. But they have to do it. They have to indicate to the Australians that they're serious about containing inflation, keep those inflationary expectations in, in, in control. That's their major objective, and I think that they understand that. So despite the fact that we've seen this big 5.6% fall in confidence, that won't stop the Reserve Bank from continuing to raise rates, given that they have to contain those inflation pressures. So how exactly do you see rate rises coming through? Oh, look, we expect that there will be a series of rate hikes this year. They're a long way away, in my opinion, from that inflection point where the next rate hike really does do damage to the economy. So until you get near that inflection point, I think they should be moving relatively quickly. And then when we start to get rates above that 1%, 1.25% level, they need to be a little more cautious. But I would expect that in the near term, we need to see fairly rapid rate rate increases to really enforce the view that the Reserve Bank is serious about containing inflation. Bill Evans there, the Chief Economist at Westpac, and it came on a day with the Australian share market rose to 200, up 0.2%, 7,064. That's despite inflation in China coming in stronger than expected. For more on the day's market action, I spoke earlier with Mike Jenica from Credit Suisse. Mike, the market's taken a bit of a breather after heavy selling over the past few weeks. What's on the mind of investors at the moment? Uh, I guess what you could say is in the, the mind of investors um, is the, the main issue really is the policy reaction of central banks to, to higher inflation. Um, central banks are increasingly prepared to defend their credibility uh, in taking uh, action to, to bring inflation down. So the challenge is how to contain uh, inflationary risks uh, while maintaining economic growth at desirable levels. Um, monetary policy is a, is a blunt instrument. And fine-tuning those sorts of adjustments is, a, is going to be a challenge. Um, so uh, the risk, obviously, from the response that we're seeing is uh, uh, the risk of a slowdown and possible recession. The other issue I would raise that's important uh, is the trajectory of the Chinese economy. Uh, the authorities remain uh, committed to highly restrictive uh, COVID uh, policies. And there was a softening prior to the COVID outbreaks that we've seen from some of the actions that were taken last year. Um, so Chinese economic growth is at risk of missing the official targets this year, and there's also a risk of more supply disruption, and, and, and that could add to inflationary pressure. We're seeing a lot of talk both from the US and now the RBA about front-loading rate hikes. In other words, um, faster or harder interest rate rises at the beginning in the next couple of months, basically. What do you think? What does the market think will happen? And how will that flow through to investments? Um, well, we, we think that at this stage, uh, the front loading of, of interest rates rises is pretty well priced into fixed uh, income markets. Um, and the idea is to get to neutral policy settings as quickly as possible, given the inflationary pulse that we're seeing and, and the strong uh, growth, economic growth trajectory as we exit uh, the, uh, the pandemic. So um, we think the, our expectation is that this policy response is sufficient uh, for the time being because we're expecting inflation to peak this year. Um, so the key to investments in the near term is that fixed income yields start to stabilise so that that expectation doesn't go further. Uh, and we think that that's reasonable because um, uh, 
the neutral um, uh, setting is, is appropriate at this point. So uh, once that stabilisation occurs, we would expect uh, share markets to trough and, and eventually and potentially improve. Okay, so given the environment we're in at the moment, what do you like? Where do you see the opportunities? Well, as an overall statement, we, um, we, we, we are comfortable with growth investments, but particularly equity. So we're, we're, we're overweight uh, in our multi-asset uh, portfolios in, in equities. We like Australian equities uh, uh, as uh, the, the Australian uh, market composition is, is well exposed to this type of environment with the mining sector and the, and the banking sector. Uh, benefiting from the current uh, policy environment, we've got higher inflation and also higher higher rates and decent rates of, of nominal growth. So uh, from our point of view, um, we're expecting economic growth to remain solid. Uh, the peak in inflation will, will reduce the risk of excessive uh, monetary tightening. Uh, but we do have to bear in mind that inflation will be higher uh, than we've seen in recent his history. And that's why growth investments remain uh, attractive. They're levered to uh, uh, to nominal growth, they give you inflation protection. And on, from a historical point of view, um, we still expect that interest rates will be lower uh, than they've been over, over the long term. And that's just reflecting that leverage is higher um, and, uh, and that overall demographic trends and economic growth trends are slower than before. So that's, that's a positive environment for uh, equities uh, compared to um, alternatives such as fixed income. And just finally, only this year so far, we've seen two episodes where the market saw some pretty significant sell-offs, right? Down 10% over the two weeks in January, now a 7% fall over the past two or three weeks right now. What's your message to all of these new retail investors, these mum and dad investors, or, you know, these people that have been at home during the pandemic with a bit of time to kill, um, a bit of extra money from the government, so they downloaded these, these um, easy apps to use to invest in the share market, and now all of a sudden they're seeing these pretty hard falls. What's your message? Uh, our message to, to investors, particularly ones that have invested uh, early on in the pandemic, is that Volatility uh, is normal uh, in growth investments and it's appropriate uh, to maintain a, a medium-term investment horizons. Um, returns since the pandemic have been unusually high uh, and the declines that we've seen this year need to be put in that context. Um, so optimistic overshoots that we saw last year are not unusual. Uh, so a correction to that uh, is within the range of expectations and does not damage the medium-term outlook for, for equities. Fundamentals for many businesses uh, remain sound and policymakers are aware of the risks of too aggressive policy response to the inflation risks that we're seeing and will adjust if asset prices fall too quickly. Mark Jenica there from Credit Suisse. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.